This is Two Balls, One Basket with Jordan Alfasa. Welcome back to another episode of the Two Balls, One Basket podcast, a podcast of the Playbook Sports Network. Make sure to visit our website, playbooksn.com, and to follow us on Twitter or X or whatever the hell you want to call it, at playbooksn. As always, I am your host, Jordan, and with me today to break down the Playbook Sports Fantasy Football Rankings is Zach Sadik. Yo, yo, fantasy football season is finally here, and I could not be more excited. So for those of you who don't know, we did just drop our fantasy football rankings in tiers, not the ADP crap. Tiers are much more appreciated. Zach not worked- as in crying tiers, but, you know, tiered rankings. <laughs> Zach worked very hard on them. I'm going to follow them. If I lose my league, I know who will be paying the fine. <laughs> so let's jump right into it, Zach. And I agree with all of yours because, you know, I like to look at myself as your fantasy football protege. So <laughs> I have your back here. We'll start with the quarterbacks. In tier one, I don't think there is any other option. Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. Is there anybody else that could have made tier one or, is, or are you just those three and that's it? I think this is a pretty solid tier right here. Uh, I don't think anyone... Assuming everyone's healthy, I don't think any of the other quarterbacks really come close to the production that we're going to probably see out of Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts. Uh, Mahomes and Allen, obviously, with their arms, uh, but Jalen Hurts is is basically you know a, a top ten quarterback mixed in with a top tier running back. So he's going to get you the rushing touchdowns. Uh, he's going to have you know the deep threat. Um, with A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. Uh, so he has plenty of talent around him, and, and so those three are definitely in a league above the rest. So then you get into Tier 2, and since you just mentioned uh, a top-tier running back, you have Lamar Jackson at the very top of Tier 2. Is You don't think he could have made Tier 1? He's not going to have the passing production that Jalen Hurts probably will, uh, and also Lamar does have a, an injury history, which hinders him a little bit. So um, Lamar is in the second tier, and so is Justin Fields. Same thing. They're going to kill it with their legs, um, but their arms and, and the their passing offenses uh, are questionable. So then this is the one that I guess a lot of people are having some issues with, specifically Joe Burrow. And I think people are more infatuated with the fact that Joe Burrow is in tier one of quarterbacks in general. But when it comes to fantasy, I think he properly belongs in tier two, along with Justin Herbert. Correct. And I think the only person I've seen complaining about it is Heat Miser on Twitter. So yep, if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, get over it. Uh, Joe Burrow is not a tier one quarterback in fantasy football. Um, Burrow and Herbert. I think just like Lamar and Justin Fields, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert are very similar quarterbacks. Um, All of their production, the vast majority of their production comes through the air. Um, They throw it deep. Um, They're fairly accurate. Uh, Sometimes they have hiccups with, um, you know, making mistakes and interceptions. Um, But all of their uh, fantasy points will come through the air, passing touchdowns. And, you know, in fantasy football, in most standard leagues, uh, those four-point touchdowns, it's not as powerful as a six-point rushing touchdown. So um, they are great quarterbacks. 
they will produce for you in fantasy. If you leave your drafts with one of these four guys in tier two as your starting quarterback, you shouldn't be upset about it at all. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, they're definitely uh, firmly in that second tier. So now we have tier three here and your tier three, it starts with Dak Prescott, Trevor Lawrence, the goat to a tug of Iloa, <laughs> Kirk Cousins, and then Mr. Rogers. I see here that you have Deshaun Watson on top of tier four. Is there any specific reason that we're having Deshaun Watson in a tier below Dak Prescott? Or is it just because of, you know, we haven't seen much of Deshaun Watson in the last year and the very small sample size we had last year, he was just God awful. Uh, I mean, you, you nailed it on the head uh, as my protege um, <laughs> last year. Uh Obviously, it was his first season back playing football. He missed a, a part of the year due to the suspension. Uh, but the Browns' offense just was not fluid. It was it was really clunky. Um, it never seemed like um, Deshaun got you know his legs under him. Uh, never got a hold of the offense. And hopefully that changes uh, before you know everything went down with the the criminal case and and him getting traded to the Browns and whatnot. He was one of my favorite quarterbacks in fantasy, and I would target him every season. So he has the talent. The rushing is there. He has the ability to pass as well. Um, we just need to see it. And so all the guys in Tier 3 that you mentioned, uh, Dak, Trevor, Tua, uh, Kirk, and Aaron Rodgers, uh, we saw them uh, last year. I guess in Rodgers' case, it was two years ago, but everyone else is more of a proven commodity than Deshaun is at this point in his career. And he could turn it on, uh, but you know, I, we need to see it first before he's considered a, a hot commodity. Um, but as for that tier three, uh, it's kind of a, a mixed bag. Uh, anyone in there uh, strike you uh, that you prefer over the others, Jordan? I think I was just going to ask you, Aaron Rodgers, I think the rest of them, like Trevor, Tua, Kirk, yes, tier three is like the perfect spot for them. They're, they're like almost there as like an elite kind of fantasy quarterback, but they have to prove it one more time. But Aaron Rodgers is someone that, you know, we've seen prove that he could be a fantastic fantasy quarterback. I've seen it. I've done it. I've had him. I loved him. But, you know, he's on a new team. He's got younger weapons, but the offense looks like it's going to be pretty high powered. So I'm wondering why do we have him in tier three, maybe not tier two. So that that one was uh, a tough one to place uh, for me personally. Um, like you said, uh, given the offense, uh, you could argue that he's in that second tier with the other uh, guys with the big arms and the good offenses. Uh, but then you look at how far he's fallen from two years ago. Uh, last year was just an awful season for him stats-wise and team-wise. The team just really never... Uh, looked like it was intact really last year um, and so it was kind of a of a wrestle inside my head between you know tier two with uh, with the Joe Burrows and the Justin Herberts or tier four uh, with the Russell Wilsons the Deshaun Watsons the guys that we're not really sure about uh, mostly because of his age and so that's how I ended up settling on tier three right there in the middle with these other oddballs that um could probably start for you, uh, you know, start for your fantasy team this season, but uh, not necessarily one that you're comfortable with uh, 
rolling into the draft and expecting to, you know, and leave with a top tier quarterback, you're not looking for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, who knows? We've seen what Aaron Rodgers can do with someone like Devontae Adams. And he's saying that Garrett Wilson is the closest thing he's seen to Devontae Adams. So we could be getting the same uh, production that we saw two years ago when he was an MVP and he was a top four fantasy quarterback. For sure. And hey, if you're if you're a Jets fan, well, first of all, why are you listening to this? But if you're a Jets fan or if you just really like the potential of Garrett Wilson in fantasy and you're planning on, you know, grabbing him with your first or second round pick, uh, having the Aaron Rodgers stack would not be a bad idea. Uh, if you're just going to go all in on that offense, get the quarterback, get the receiver and and, uh, you know, take off with them. So that, that wouldn't be a bad idea either. So now, now we're going to get into wide receivers, and I don't want to toot my own horn, you know, but I'm in a keeper league, and my three wide receiver keepers are Devontae Adams, Jalen Waddell, and Garrett Wilson. So I think I'm pretty stacked in that position. But I would agree. I would tier, agree. Tier one, I don't really think anybody, like I don't even care if you're a fan of another team, you can't argue these top five in the tier one. Justin Jefferson is the consensus number one receiver. He should be the consensus number one pick in fantasy football, in my opinion. I agree. You got Cooper Cup, who we've seen just be not even a real person. Like, he is so good. But Matthew Stafford is falling off a little bit. I don't know how the Rams are going to do. But, you know, he's one of those guys that he's proved it, so he's got to be there. So the only reason he'll come out is if he proves us he shouldn't be there anymore. And then Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams. You can't argue with it. Maybe you can argue the order. I don't think you put these in order of your preference. I think you just put them there. Right. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely to your own taste. Um, you know, some people like the consistency and, uh, you know, uh, short route ability of Cooper Cup. He gets tons of catches within 10 yards. Other guys might prefer the, you know, uh, run after catch or deep threat ability of Tyree kill. So uh, it's really kind of a pick your poison um, with your, whoever, whoever you prefer out of these guys. Um, and in my opinion, you know, th- this year in particular with fantasy, it's the, the top of the draft is much less about running backs than it's normally. It's normally get your running back and get out this year. I don't really trust many running backs in that first round. Uh, and so it's going to be a wide receiver heavy round. And if you can leave with one of these five receivers, uh, you're you're starting you're setting yourself up for success because these guys, these five guys, I mean, Devonte Adams is kind of on the fringe of that second tier. He has um, Jimmy Garoppolo throwing him throwing him the ball uh, this season. So he's, it's not a you know a great quarterback situation, uh, but he has proven to be quarterback proof in the past whenever you know Aaron Rodgers has been hurt. Um, he's, you know, still put up good numbers with the backups. Um, so I expect him to do the same. So if you leave the, the, the first round of the draft with Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, um, you are well set up in my opinion. Here too is another one. I think you perf- You hit it right on the nail. C.D. Lamb, Stephon Diggs, Garrett Wilson, Amon Ross, St. Brown, who just blew up last year, A.J. Brown, and then Jalen Waddell. I don't really have any questions about those. I think those are all perfect. And I'm not just saying that because I have two players on my team in the tier two. <laughs> but yep. tier three is tier three is where it gets really interesting. You have DK Metcalf in tier three. 
I don't know about that one. But too high think, or too low? I think maybe just too high. I probably would have had him in tier four, but I think that's more so just me being really high on um the rookie who they signed, Jackson Najigba. Smith Najigba, yeah. Yeah. I'm really high on him, and I think he's gonna take a little bit away from that, and then you still have Tyler Lockett there. But I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. No, you could be right. Uh, the rookie coming in looks phenomenal in college, and he probably could make an immediate impact in the NFL. Um, I think what's more likely to happen is he kind of uh, takes a little bit off of both of their plates. Uh, DK might get a few less looks. Tyler Lockett may get a few less looks. And, you know, Tyler Lockett's been a good fantasy player for a long time. I've never rostered him personally. Uh, nothing against him. But it always just feels like this is going to be the year that he finally falls off and it's going to be DK's offense or, you know, in, in the past, Rashad Penny's offense or Chris Carson's offense or whoever the other threats were. It was never going to be Tyler Lockett's offense. And so, you know, he was still good last season with Geno Smith, uh, but it's a new season. Uh, DK is not going anywhere, in my opinion. He's one of the best one of the most talented receivers in the NFL. Uh, the guy's a beast. Uh, and then you add in this talented rookie, uh, it might kind of box out Tyler Lockett from uh, as many touches. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But I think that the rookie uh, impacts Lockett more than DK Metcalf. I think Tyler Lockett isn't going to fall off until you roster him. So I think you need to take <laughs> one for the team and just like pick him so we can finally get him out of the way. That's a great point. That, that tends to happen. Because we know, goddamn, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and now another one I see, Devontae Smith you have. I want to know, a lot of people are very, very, very high on Chris Olave this year. I'm one of them. Is there a reason you had Devontae Smith over Chris Olave? Because, you know, Devontae Smith's shown that he can be like a mid-tier kind of fantasy receiver like, you're never going to start him as your wide receiver one or two. He's he's like a perfect flex. But I think Chris Olave this year has a potential to really be like a wide receiver two on your fantasy teams. Olave does have that potential. And depending on how the draft falls, he could be someone's wide receiver one. And I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be mad at it. Um, Devonta Smith, it's, it's more so about the offense that he's in. Uh, last year, Jalen Hurts proved that he could get the ball to A.J. Brown, to Devonta Smith, and still have a successful running game. Um, it was a lot like the Dolphins' offense where uh, everyone's saying, oh, you know, Tyreek Hill coming in is going to destroy Jalen Waddle's fantasy value, and they both ended up being wide receiver ones, uh, basically, in fantasy. So just the offense that he's in is high-powered enough that he's going to get fed, even as a wide receiver, too. Uh, Olave is not far behind in my opinion. Um, but you have Derek Carr at quarterback, who's always a wild card, never really, uh, consistently, um, you know, uh, held up a, a top fantasy receiver. You know, he had Devonte Adams last year, but that, that, that season was up and down as well. Um, so you have uh, Derek Carr and then you have Michael Thomas coming back, um, from whatever absence it was this time, uh, who's going to get some targets. You have Alvin Kamara out of the backfield after week three. Uh, so it, there's a lot of mouths to feed, and I'm not sure that Derek Carr is going to be able to feed Olave enough to be uh, you know, beyond Devonta Smith, but it is definitely within the realm of possibility 
because uh, I do like him, love his talent, uh, but we'll just we have to see what that offense looks like first. All right, Zach, I hope you're ready for the repercussions of Ray because those are coming, boy. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that he can honestly disagree with that because we just don't know what that offense is going to look like, and it it could be good. It could be the next high powered offense. It could also fall apart. All right, watch him. I'm telling you, he's coming regardless. <laughs> Sorry, Ray. We'd like to introduce you to our new sponsor here at the Playbook Sports Network, and that is Betalytics. Betalytics is a predictive sports betting software for player and game props. Whether you're new to betting or a seasoned vet, Betalytics will help you win more single bets and parlays and take back the advantage from the sports books. Visit betalytics.com, that's B E T A L Y T I C S.com to sign up, and when you do, use code PLAYBOOK for 25% off. We'd like to tell you about one of our sponsors here at the Playbook Sports Network, and that is Sneaker Pads. Sneaker Pads is a shoe company that will sell, trade, and buy your shoes to and from you. With hundreds of shoe options to choose from, such as Yeezys, Jordans, Dunks, and designer shorts, Sneaker Pads is your go-to shopping and retail brand. Need some extra cash? They will appraise your shoes and maybe buy them. Looking to trade shoes for shoes? Then Sneaker Pads is the move for you. I've been a buyer of theirs for years, and I will always come away feeling great about my purchases. Sneaker Pads operates in Broward County, Miami-Dade County, and Palm Beach counties. They conduct their business with shipping and in-person exchanges. Mention the Playbook Sports Network at your purchase and reach out to Sneaker Pads on Instagram at Sneaker Pads. And yes, that is two S's at the end. Remember, with Sneaker Pads, bills are temporary, but drip is forever. So now to the fun part. This is the part that screws me every year. I, for the love of me, cannot get a good running back room on my fantasy team. Tier one is something else, you know, that's pretty self-explanatory. Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, and then I see you have Saquon Barkley over Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, I kind of understand, you know, he doesn't really provide much in the passing game and he's getting older. He's been getting injured a lot. And then Jonathan Taylor, just with his whole trade and holdout thing. Is there is that why you have Saquon over say Jonathan Taylor? A hundred percent. You know the the news the the last twenty four hours definitely uh, helped. Um, you know, make me look good in this case uh, because you know if he was uh, heading back to Indy, you know he definitely belongs in that first tier um, category. Um, but with the uncertainty, with the potential trade, you don't know where he's going to end up. If he ends up somewhere that's not an ideal spot for a you know a workhorse running back, then he falls down even further down um, the list. Um, I still love me some Jonathan Taylor, a Chris Greer, go get him. Um, oh, but that first God. tier, that first tier, I think to me is set in stone. Austin Eckler and McCaffrey are, are studs. They provide ton of work in the passing, tons of work in the passing game. Um, and then Saquon Barkley, probably a mid to late first round pick um also does a ton in the passing game uh he had a little bit of uncertainty this offseason but i guess he got that contract situation ironed out and he's uh he's back for the season yeah i think these three in the in tier one are the only running backs i personally would take in the first round like i would waste a first round pick on one of them if they fell to me but other than that i think i'm just gonna ride it out until the second round 
Because if you go to tier two, you have some nice ones. You have Derrick Henry, you have Jonathan Taylor, you have Josh Jacobs, who blew up last year, and then you have Nick Chubb. You know, Nick Chubb's all reliable. He doesn't catch anything, but (laughs) you know he's going to go for 1,200 yards, and he's going to give you eight to nine touchdowns every year. 100%. And he might be more involved in the passing game this year uh, without uh, Kareem Hunt. So you never know. Yeah, but, you know, with Deshaun Watson being a mobile quarterback, I think that might take away from Nick Chubb a little bit, but that's just me. But every time I I stay away from Nick Chubb, he always ends up blowing up and screwing me over. So he's one I might have to draft just to get it out of the way. Big, big Chubb fan right here. Now, this is the one that's interesting. Bijan Robinson, I for some reason, I'm with you on this one. You see T- Bijan is like a late second, early third round pick. I just don't understand why so many people have him as a first round pick. I think tier three is a perfect spot for Bijan Robinson until we see it. Uh, I'm not sure about uh, third round, but Bijan definitely deserves being a, an early to mid second round pick. That's where I like him. Um, you know, I just I can't get on the bandwagon of uh, trusting a rookie with my first pick in fantasy. Uh, it's just putting a lot of eggs in that basket for an unproven guy in a bad offense who we don't we just don't know if he'll be able to return that value as a first round pick. Um so, you know, if you can get him in the middle of the second round, I love it, but a lot of people are just getting googly googly eyed over the talent and the draft position um obviously being a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. Um I don't think that that necessarily means that he's going to be uh, a great fantasy player. And I don't think that I would want to uh, rely my entire season uh, on a rookie. But that's just me. Everyone has different risk tolerances. Um, but one guy I am really excited about in this third tier, the guy I put just above him, mm-hmm. Tony Pollard, who has an argument to be uh, potentially a, a second round pick, uh, an early second round pick, late first round pick in fantasy. Uh, he is the number one. Uh, running back in that Cowboys offense. Uh, there's really not much stopping him from uh, giving you, you know, 1,200 yards and, and double-digit touchdowns. So I'm really excited about Tony Pollard. I think Tony Pollard has the ability to be the overall running back one this year. He has that potential and an offense that had, the coach has said that he wants to run the ball more than he has in the past. So now we're going down. We got Joe Mixon, who – at this point in his career, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a boom week, and then you're going to get six points, eight points, and you're going to get 27, and then you're going to get four, and then you're going to get five. That's just, that's just Joe Mixon for you. But they got rid of Samaje P. Ryan, so now he's the guy in that offense. But we say that every year. And then this is one that kind of blew up last year, who I drafted in one of my leagues, and I got rid of him because I was sick of waiting. Ramondre Stevenson, where do you think about him this year? Uh, I still like him. I liked him last year. Uh, it it did end up kind of paying off last year, but it was a timeshare with uh, with Damian Harris, who's no longer there. Um, but the Patriots just can't let fantasy owners enjoy themselves. Uh, so they went out and brought in uh, Ezekiel Elliott uh, just to screw with us. And uh, I am by no means advocating for drafting Zeke in your fantasy drafts. Um, but it probably does take away a little bit from Ramondre's fantasy value. I still like him. 
uh, just probably a little bit lower than what his ADP was, um, you know, last week. Then you got Aaron Jones, who you know what you're going to get with him. He's just all reliable. And now this is one. Brees Hall, who was starting to really take off last year, tore his ACL. I know a lot of running backs, the year coming off of an ACL tear, they're not really fully there yet. Do you think Brees Hall perfectly belongs in Tier 3? The Dalvin Cook signing um, kind of messes with that, I, I will say. Um, I love the talent of Brees Hall. Uh, but you are right. The year directly after uh, a significant knee injury, the running backs tend to always come back slowly. It's usually a full calendar year later that they actually um, look like their old selves again. Um, so, you know, Brees Hall is in this tier because of the potential. Um, once he is back and healthy and if he can carry that load, uh, you know, he'll probably get plenty of opportunities. Um, but Dalvin Cook still being in his prime uh, probably takes away from that. So uh, I think this uh, this came out before the Dalvin Cook signing. So I probably would have dropped Brees down a few steps here, probably to the next tier. Um, but just in general, I like Brees Hall as a player. Now to finish off tier three, we have Najee Harris, Javante Williams and Kenneth Walker. I think I think I personally, I'd put them in tier four and then somebody you have here in tier four that I'm just high on. He's a rookie, but I think he has the potential to jump up to tier three, maybe even tier two is Jameer Gibbs. Do you think that Jameer Gibbs can go over Najee, Javante Williams and Kenneth Walker? Because I know Javante Williams is a pretty good, he's a pretty good player. He's a stud, but they just got some Ajay P. Ryan. They like to run the ball a lot. So I don't know about all that. I do like Jameer Gibbs. I think that a lot of the people advocating for Bijan Robinson, they they say, you know, the NFL draft position indicates, you know, how they'll be used in the league or how good they'll be in fantasy. And Jameer Gibbs was a, the 12th overall pick. So the team obviously loved him and uh, and will most likely feed him as a running back and a receiving back. Uh, the only thing that gives me trepidation is – they did bring in David Montgomery, who is a workhorse back himself. He's a guy that can get, you know, 10, 15 uh, touches a game, especially in the red zone, uh, and take away some value from uh, Jameer Gibbs. So love the talent. I think that uh, he will, he can uh, potentially um, be better than the guys, you know, just ahead of him, but. Uh, you know, it's kind of a, a risk reward with with uh, with the rookie. You never know how they're going to come out, especially when they have competition for touches. Um, but before we get off of running backs, I do want to go back to Javante and Kenneth Walker. Um, Javante is another guy like Brees. I just love the talent. Um, this guy tore pretty much every ligament in his knee last season. I think it was week four, and he was playing in the preseason game last Saturday. Like this guy is a, a freak of nature. Uh, he looked normal running the ball, uh, caught a couple passes too. Uh, if that's any indication of, you know, what he'll be doing in the season, if given a full workload, um, I think that his ADP right now is like fourth or fifth round, uh, probably later, actually. No, I'm sorry. It's like seventh, sixth or seventh round. Um, you could get him, and uh, and it, it could be a steal for you. Um, Kenneth Walker in Seattle, 
that's a team that loves featuring one running back. Um, they do have a couple different running backs uh, there. They drafted another one, um, Zach Charbonnet. Um, but Kenneth Walker is a dog. He is just a beast. Uh, if you saw him last year, you know, he did get dinged up toward the end, but he had a couple weeks where he was one of the best fantasy running backs out there. So uh, I love those young guys. And so I, I did maybe bump them up uh, into tier three more than other folks did, but I love those, uh, those talents. I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, if I can get Kenneth Walker or Javante Williams in my RB2, I think I'm going to leave my draft pretty ecstatic. And just to to prove to people that I put my money where my mouth is, I did a, a fantasy draft last weekend, um, and it just didn't fall the way I would have wanted it to uh, with running back. So I ended up waiting on running back. Uh, and then uh, in rounds four and five, I snagged uh, Kenneth Walker and – no, actually, it was it was rounds five and six. I snagged Kenneth Walker and Javante Williams as my two running backs, and so I'm going into the season uh, with those guys as my running backs. It, it's you know a little bit riskier, uh, but you know it's it was basically the zero RB strategy. You 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 buy low and you hope that they pop. So we'll see what happens with that team. All right, Zach. To wrap up the fantasy rankings, we got the hardest position to draft because if you don't get a good one. Man, you're going to be on the waiver wire every week. We got tight ends. And I'm going to pivot here. In tier God, not even tier one, tier God is Travis Kelsey all by himself because he just doesn't even count because he's just like a mm-hmm. confirmed 20 points every week. Now we'll go to tier one. <laughs> we got Mark Andrews and George Kittle. I've Let been- me stop you there. If you really want to, if you really want to break it up, you know, properly, you have tier one, Travis Kelsey. Tier two, Mark Andrews, and then tier three is George Kittle and beyond. There, there's like Mark Andrews is good enough to be midway between Travis Kelsey and the rest of the league. There's, there's still a gap there. Damn, Zach, you want to know something cool? What's that? Mark Andrews is my uh, keeper tight end. <laughs> there you go. So, you know, Kelsey, Andrews, Kittle, I don't think those need much explaining. We've seen it from them. We know what we're getting, especially Kelsey. Tier two is where it gets cool because TJ Hawkinson and Darren Waller sit at the top. And I think those two have the potential at the end of the season to make their way up to tier one. And then you have Dallas Goddard and Evan Ingram. What do you think about Hawkinson and Waller ending up in tier one? Uh that is entirely dependent on their offense. And they're they're both in new teams. Uh, obviously, Hawkinson's already played in Minnesota. He was traded in the middle of the year last year. Um, but that's a high-powered offense, plenty of throwing. And then uh, Darren Waller is going to be option number one in New York. Uh, so depending on how he and Daniel Jones do, um, that he definitely could be uh, bumped up into the tier one as well. So then you got Dallas Goddard and Evan Ingram. I know Evan Ingram had a really, really good year last year. And I think that's just an effect of Jacksonville because it seems like everybody's going there to like kind of resurrect their careers and it's just working. And I think it's because of Doug Peterson. But, you know, you got Christian Kirk who signed this big deal that everybody was making fun of. He was a baller last year. Evan Ingram, who was just thought of this guy that can't catch when he was in New York. And now he goes there and he's now in tier two in fantasy tight ends. We all know what's about to happen with Calvin Ridley. So 
And then Dallas Goddard, I mentioned, he's kind of another one that's just reliable. You know, he's not like uh, this boom every week kind of tight end, but he's going to give you like a consistent nine, 10 points, which if you get that out of your tight end, you're golden. I agree. And, and that's why those two guys are in the tier two. Uh, I don't think Evan Ingram's going to reproduce what he did last season. Um, it was really uh, unexpected. And like you said, now you have Calvin Ridley entering the fold. Uh, I think that Dallas Goddard, um, his uh, his um, relationship with uh, Jalen Hurts, they have pretty good chemistry. And then Evan Ingram's chemistry with uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, it'll be consistent enough that you're comfortable starting them. And that's basically the range of tight end where if I don't get one of those top, what is it, seven tight ends, I'm waiting. I'm not going to panic and, and take – you know, a, a Kyle Pitts or a Pat Fryer within like the, the fifth or sixth round, I'm going to just wait and, and uh, find value later. And that brings us into tier three, because in tier three, we have Kyle Pitts, Pat, Fr- Pat Fryer, Muth, Tyler Higby, Dalton Schultz, David Njoku, and then Cole Komet. Now, Kyle Pitts is a fun one because he was drafted so high. Everybody thought he was going to be this unicorn fantasy player. You know, dynasty people were drafting him in the first round, second round. You're like, okay, I'm never going to have to worry about this tough position ever again. And he just can't seem to get it together. So what is your take on Kyle Pitts this year? Do you think he's like, you were just putting him in tier three because of the talent? Or is he actually like a draftable and startable tight end? It's the talent. It's the hope that the Atlanta Falcons offense figures out how to use him. Uh, Because like you said, the talent is there their production has not been. And so it's, you know, similar to my concerns with Bijan Robinson in the same offense. Do you trust the quarterback, the offensive coordinator? Do you trust that team to be able to feed those guys enough to make them fantasy viable? Uh, Kyle Pitts has not proven that. And he's been in the league for two years now. Uh, So, you know, I'm not counting on it happening Um in the, in the range where he's being drafted, I'm letting someone else take that chance. And like I said, I'm waiting for someone that's probably going to be a little bit more consistent, like Fryermuth or Higby. Um, but in this tier of guys, Pitts, Fryermuth, Higby, Dalton Schultz in, uh, in Houston, uh, David Njoku, Cole Komet, uh, it's take your pick. It's lottery tickets. Maybe one of them pops for you. Um, but it's really just, you know, take your guy and see what happens. Yeah, I think everybody in there is more of a, I think you used a great word is consistent. They're going to give you a consistent, whatever you need just to fill that position. But one that I'm a little iffy on is Dalton Schultz. I think he was more of a, you know, Dak Prescott made him look good. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good tight end, but, you know, he's going to Houston. They're not very good. They have a rookie quarterback. So it's like, he's either going to, prove that he's the real deal like he is Dalton Schultz or he's just going to prove that he was just a result of Dak Prescott yeah I think you're right um we'll see what Bryce Young does um but I agree we'll we'll see we'll see if he can uh pick up where he left off in Dallas and then one I like is at the bottom is Cole Komet you know he's one that he's not actually very consistent but like his boom weeks are boom weeks. Like I'm talking like seven catches and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. It's either that or it's two catches for like 15 yards. It's so frustrating. 
and yeah. I was a Colt commander last year. Um, and that's all dependent on uh, Justin Fields and the offense. And Justin Fields can be a good quarterback. In, in college, he was a good passing quarterback. Um, but so far in the pros, the passing offense hasn't been there. It's been all running. Uh, so that's, you know, if, if that changes, giving Justin Fields, DJ Moore, along with Cole Komet, Chase Claypool, if that passing offense gets rolling, uh, I think that Cole Komet could be, you know, the the trusty tight end for that young quarterback that they seem to like so much. And Zach, that wraps up the Playbook Sports Fantasy Rankings. Well, a little sneak peek. The rest of them, you have to go to our website, playbooksn.com. You got a full chart. You have everything you need. Use it for your draft. I know I'm going to. And then make sure you're following our Twitter, our X, again, whatever the hell you want to call it, because we are dropping draft targets and then do not drafts, which I kind of wanted to attack here, but we're running very, very, very low on time. But, yeah, Zach, is there anything else you want to say before I let you go? That's it. Chris Greer, go get some Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Everybody out there listening, check out our chart, print it out, use it as a cheat sheet. Uh, it's there and hit us up with fantasy questions all season long. Happy to help. All right. Let me know how your fantasy drafts go. I got one Thursday, so I'll be calling you Thursday night. Yes, sir. All right. Peace.